We're really glad you guys are here. Um, basically, we're just going to get right into it. We have some questions uh, that we're going to get into in a little bit. But first, if you don't know who we are, we want to just to introduce ourselves and to share a little bit of our story. Um, we are both um, living water, like long-time living water-ers, if that's what you call it. <laughs> yeah, alum. That's uh, where we met each other. We, we, we kind of knew each other growing up in, uh, in youth group uh, since like high school. Um, and so we're just, we just want to share a little bit of our story in case there uh, was anybody who didn't really know us. And throughout that, we'll give you a little, some little nuggets from our dating life of how we did it um, and uh, how we are, came to be. Came to be married. Um, so, do you want to start? I'm starting. Okay. We, we talked about this. Um, so, like I said, we, we kind of knew each other just from youth group. So, I'm a grade or two grades older, a year and a half older, two grades above. Um, and so we kind of knew each other growing up. We, it was never really like a conversation. We just kind of passed each other. Oh, hey, Macaulay. Hey, Alec. You know, just that kind of thing. Um, and so it wasn't until after high school, you know, I was going to college. She was doing this thing called YWAM, uh, Youth with a Mission, mission uh, which is all about missions. So she did two different years of that. I'll let her kind of explain a little bit more of that. Um, but we started really talking once she got back from her first missions trip. So six months, she went to like Africa, all the, all the places, like crazy stuff. She came home. We started talking. And I was like, man, this girl is really, really cool. Like she really, really loves God. And uh, she um, just seems like a cool person that I want to get to know. And so we started talking Asked her out to coffee. Coffee turned into lunch, which turned into a date the next day. And, you know, just from there, uh, started dating and, and uh, uh, entered into a relationship together. And so um, from there, we were dating for three months. And then she's like, I think I need to go on a second year of YWAM, like a second missions trip but I, f I think I need to lead it. So instead of it being six months, I'd, I'd be gone for nine months. <laughs> and Which was he like, was super happy to hear. I was like, <laughs> great. <laughs> and, um, and at that point, we had been dating for three months, to yes. give you a picture. It was like three months baby dating and saying, I'm going to be gone for nine. <laughs> Do you want to still date me? <laughs> yeah. And so, and I'll show you just a little bit of what I was thinking in, in that and then uh, she'll just kind of talk a little bit about long distance. Yeah? Cool. Uh, she has her notes. I, as you I'm can a big note person. He's the much more of the, like, as you go tell. with the flow. And I'm like, I got an order. I got a structure here. So this yeah. is how we, yeah. Um, she said she wanted to go back into YWAM. It was going to be nine months. We were only dating for three months. It's like looking back at it, I'm like, 
why did I go into that? <laughs> I only like really knew this girl for like, well, I didn't know her. I was really only dated her for three months. Nine months is a long time. If anybody's done long distance, it's tough. Like th- th- we learned a bunch. It was, it was challenging, stretching, but that was a long time. And so I was like, okay, I'd love to, you know, at least try and make this work. And obviously we did. Um, but you want to share a little bit about, about that? Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, long distance and we could visit whenever. Like, he could come visit me. I was So my base was in Kona, Hawaii. And if anyone's ever been to Hawaii, flights to Hawaii are very expensive. So um, in nine months, we saw each other in person for 11 days. Uh, the rest of those nine months were all just over FaceTimes and over texting. And, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was so wild. Um, But even more of what I want to, like, talk about and really um, say what I really enjoyed about our dating and us, like, beginning our dating was um, in those first three months, I think something that we um, did that really set us up for um, just success was um, that we actually, it'll make more sense when I explain too, but we dated before we decided to be in a relationship. And I think that sometimes in uh, Christian culture, you know, church culture, um, it's like, oh, so-and-so is interested. We're going to get married. Like, it's like, it's like quick to marriage and there's no room, um, or at least it's just not talked about of being able to date the person of being able to see like, Hey, like you're a cool person. Like we're good friends, or maybe you're not even good friends. Like in our case, we weren't really friends before. It was just like, man, I can see that you love the Lord. Like you're really cool. Like, do you want to go and get coffee? Do you want to go and get lunch? And I think that something that we did in that was for that first, you know, month, we went on dates. We weren't boyfriend and girlfriend yet. We weren't in a relationship. We went on dates to figure out, man, do we want to be in a relationship together? Um, and we got to know each other in that dating. And so that's something that I really um, valued about how we did it. And I think is not always talked about in the church of just that difference between the two. Um, because when there is that difference and when you allow that freedom, you just allow um, so much pressure to be taken off. So it's not like, oh, if the date goes bad, shoot, am I to, do I have to break up with you? Like there's just like, you know, like there's just more of a, a pressure taken off and a freedom to be like, man, like let's like see if we want to be in a relationship. Um, and then the other thing was that you want to talk about was how we brought people into it that first month. Um, at the beginning of our relationship, you know, there's there's two different aspects of people finding out. Oh, you're dating. You know, at least in a at least in a church community. Um, you know, we're both at young adult service and both a part of the church and this and that. Yeah, and I will say, and if you haven't been around in Living Water, it might not mean as much, but if you've, like, kind of been around Living Water for a while, for a long time, the Williams were, like, a really well-known family (laughs) in Living Water, too. Like, there's, like, the Govers and Kyle Govers back there, and there's, like, the Williams and the Wimberleys. Like, he was kind of one of those families, (laughs) and so, like, I was like, he's a Williams boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So, and, and with that, you know, just comes, like, the pressure of, um, you know, people talking and just, like, oh, there's, these people are starting to date and there's just, like, pressure and, and people talking about it and it just can kind of add up and feel 
um, like, oh, I, we're just trying to, you know, pursue each other and hang out. Like, I don't really want the whole church to know and all this stuff. Not in a bad way, but what we, I'm really thankful that we did was we, we, we picked the people that we wanted to be a part and to be a part of our relationship and to, um, you know, be a part of our lives. But we didn't, like, broadcast or really, we didn't post on social media, like, we're dating, this or that. Like, we didn't um, share with everybody. And I was actually, I'm re- I was really thankful for that because it, it felt like there was just that much less pressure to really, like, make it work because then everybody knows or to, you know, be in front of people and just that kind of thing. But I think what was um, really good about selecting the people is uh, that we wanted to be a part of our relationship. And it's always going to be the best for for boundaries and for um, making sure that there's accountability and that you're you're still living in the light even in your relationship. Is just look in your life and if, if there is um, a couple that is you know, it's, they're usually going to be a little bit older, but they're just a couple that you look up to or you look at and, and say, man, I want, if I, if I want my relationship to look like anybody's, I want it to look like theirs, whether it's because it's just the, a godly relationship, whether it's because, you know, they just, um, you just hold so much respect for them in your life and bring them in and uh, let them know like, hey, I'm talking to this person. I want to you know, stay accountable with you. I'd love for you to meet them. And it's a good, it's a really good thing once things start moving in a relationship to bring them in. Um, you don't have to do that right after the, you know, first hangout. You can if you want, you know, the, the more accountability, the better. But, um, yeah, I was really thankful for that. Yeah. So that was kind of our, like, beginning dating. And then, like we mentioned, we did long distance for nine months. And then we dated for another, like, four or five before we got engaged um so in total we had dated like a year and a half um most of which which at the point we got engaged it was like half and half we'd been in person and then we'd been in distance so that was kind of weird but um um yes then we got engaged and then we um were engaged for eight months and our wedding date this will probably uh this date will probably trigger something but it was in march 2020 and if anybody remembers march 2020 that is when covid hit um and so our eight month long planned wedding just went to crap (laughs) and so um our original wedding date was march 29th and um though so the week before the wedding we had already kind of been changing things and all that and uh, we get a call from i get a call from pastor john um because we already changed it to be in his backyard and um (laughs) and he calls me and goes so i have it on good authority that washington's going to go to stay-at-home order on monday and i was like what about my wedding next weekend? And he was like, well, you can do next weekend, but it'll just be me, you, Fawn, and Alec. Or you can get married tomorrow and have 50 people. And I'm on my way to work, and I was like, okay, let me call Alec. And so, of course, Alec's like, let's do it. And I was like, (laughs) me, again, being the planner and being the girl who has, like, dreamt of her wedding, you know, her whole life, I was like, okay so I call one of my coworkers. And I'm like hey um I'm getting married tomorrow can you uh finish the rest of my shift because I gotta go I gotta go plan a wedding um so we planned a new wedding in like less than 24 hours and got married the next day um and then obviously everything shut down and so our most of our well our whole marriage has been 
post-COVID era. So that has been really fun and interesting to navigate to, um, as I'm sure these last two years has been tough for everybody, um, you know, add newly married into that. <laughs> and it's, But it's been really fun. Um, so that's kind of our beginning and then our long distance and engaged and then married. And so in like a month, month and a half, it'll be two years, which is our marriage marks how long COVID's been going on. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's a great anniversary to share, right? Yeah. Every anniversary we're like, and to COVID, you know? It's like, no. uh, so that's, uh, that's kind of, I mean, that's quick, but that's just a little bit of kind of our story of how we kind of started dating um, and into marriage. And so if we don't know you, if, if I've never met you before, come up and introduce yourself to us. We'd love to, to get to know you and... Um, and uh, share more if you have any questions. Before, so we have a couple questions that we're going to get to. And before we do that, I'd love to pray. Partly because I forgot to do it, getting started. <laughs> and it's a good idea to do. Um, so let's pray and just, just um, invite the Lord into this conversation. <clears throat> Thank you, God. God, we uh, are just thankful for this opportunity to come together and... Uh, just to, to learn more about ourselves and learn more about the way that you've created us and, and how this whole relationship thing is supposed to look, how this whole uh, relationship thing is supposed to, to work. And God, I'm just so thankful that, that you show up in our relationships, that, that you created relationships for us to enjoy, to take part in, to, to grow closer to you in, and just to reflect the kind of relationship that you want with us. And so I just pray that, that you would be all in this conversation, that you'd be in our questions, in our, um, our insecurities, in our doubts, in, in finding out what, what this is supposed to look like. And so I just pray that uh, what happens here would just be um, just honoring to you, that we would grow closer to you, that we'd grow closer uh, in fellowship together. And I pray that you would just be um, glorified from, from this conversation. And uh, I'm thankful for you, God. We, we love you. pray this in your name. Amen. Um, we usually have worship to start the service. But uh, I decided Kendra's just going to come up and lead us in just some a cappella worship. <laughs> no, we usually do have worship. So if, uh, if you love worship like I do, Please come next week um, and the week after. We may or may not have it from from week to week, um, but just keep coming, and we're, we might we might have worship. Um, there's just just a, a change in in team structure and size, and so figuring that stuff out. But uh, just so you know, questions? You got the first one. What's the first one? I think I have my phone actually. Um, yeah, that one. Okay, we're gonna have some time after this um, to kind of talk in our tables. Just uh, so, if you want to remember these questions or write them down, <coughs> excuse me, as we kind of ask them and talk about them, so that we can go back and revisit them uh, and talk amongst our tables, then then please do that. All right, the first one. Was it? Um, 
tell. See, this is why I go with the flow person needs a structured person. <laughs> or was it that one? Yep. That's okay. Kind of All right, we're starting off with a big one. How unimportant or important does physical attraction play when pursuing someone? Good question. Um, so here's here's what I would say when it comes to being attracted to somebody. Um, I think that, yes, being attracted to somebody matters in a relationship. I think um, it... I think t in order to be able to be, you know, fully intimate, to be able to be get to the place where, um, in marriage, where <laughs> where you're intimate and and can you know enjoy each other, I think being attracted to somebody really matters. Um, what I would say, even though yeah, I think it matters, you know, in st even starting a relationship, like you want to be able to think the person is you know attractive and. And in that in that regards, usually that's the first and only thing we look at, which usually isn't very good. Um, but what I would say is that that is going to become less and less and less and less and less about what matters. Just one, our bodies age and decay. <laughs> so when you when you get older, you know, not decay, but you know what I mean. Um, when you when we get older. It's just going to be our looks are going to fade, and it's going to be who we are that's left. And so, I mean, that's just a simple way of, of, of life, a simple truth of life. But it, it's, it's going to be more and more about do I enjoy spending time with this person? You know, can they, can they make me laugh? Can I, can I enjoy conversation with this person? And so getting caught up in is this person cute or not? you know, is always going to fade. It's always going to, um, it's just going to be less and less about that because really once you start to get to know somebody, um, and especially more so in marriage, uh, you're going to see them at their worst. You're going to see them, you know, at, uh, just like all the time. And so it's not, it's not, you're not ever going to think maybe in like an argument or a, or a tough conversation when you're frustrated with each other, I'm not just <laughs> standing there thinking about my wife, like, oh, she's so attractive. I'm really mad at her, but, you know, she's really cute. No, it's, it's going to be the fact that we can have a conversation together and, uh, you know, help, help each other grow. That's, gonna, that, that, that's what's going to matter. And so I think starting off, as, as we're talking about dating and pursuit tonight, is it bad for that to be a factor of, of talking to somebody? No. But... If uh, I would say that if if you're in a circle and maybe you know you're desiring a relationship and there's maybe no nobody that you're like oh I find this person cute but yet there's a a nice funny intelligent guy or or girl um, and maybe you know they're not your first like uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for type thank you. Maybe they're not like your first type that really jumps out. Like, would I say give them a chance? Yeah, like, you know, give them a chance. Like, go on a date, like, get to know them, see how it goes. And, and it's going to be out of just the, who they are and just the person that they are that really grows on you. And so that would be my answer to that question. Yeah, and I'll say, like, I mean, thankfully I did think Alec was attractive when I first started dating him, so I didn't have to worry about that. But I will say that on our very first 
hangout, but even more so on our second, um, what actually made me attracted to this guy, I was like, man, I, this is more than just a date to me, um, was his character. It was honestly who he was and who he was starting to show himself to be. Um, and kind of just like a little story of that on our second date, um, he was so intentional and he was very straightforward. There were no games with him. There was no guessing of like, does he like me? Does he want to spend time with me? Like it was very straightforward. And we were on our second um, date. He had picked me up. I think we like went, met at like Safeway. It was a very safe mutual location at Safeway. And he picked me up at Safeway to go to paint and play. And so we went on this date and afterwards we drove around for a while um, just talking. And he was like, you know, like, I, this is probably going to be really like upfront, but I just want you to know, like, I can see, I can see me in this. Like, I can see that I'm going to want to date you and I'm going to want to do this seriously. Um, and this is kind of where I'm at. I don't want to play games with you. I don't, I don't want to mess with your heart. I don't want to mess with your mind. And I want to actually pursue you seriously. And that was by our second date. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, so this is not a guy that I have to worry about whether or not like, does he like me? Like, I did not have to worry about that. And that conversation and his honesty and his intentionality with me is what set him apart from, honestly, any guy that I had ever met. Um, It was those qualities in him and that character um, that he possessed that I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is like, a man. This is like a man of God. Um, and you know, they always say like, just don't, don't mess with boys. Like don't go with boys, you know? And like, when I had that conversation with him, it was like, no, like this is a man of God. And this is a man that would treat my heart right. And would treat me right. Um, this is what I'm attracted to more than just the external. Um, and even continuing on into as we're married, um, that character hasn't wavered. He has consistently put me first as consistently, uh, held my heart in a very caring and respectful way um, and has always been honest with me. Um, and so that has continued on. So I'd, I would say that that is important in that question. Yeah. That was really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I can even grow my hair out and she'll still find me attractive. Yeah. <laughs> it, took, it took convincing I, I, I'm not allowed to grow well, my okay, beard. It's not that I'm convinced. It's that I'm not going to go in the middle of the night and chop his hair off. Like, there's not a whole lot I can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. Question two. Um, and this is, like, my favorite question of the night. Um, the one that I really kind of wanted to dig into because it, it also challenged me. It also challenged um, what I thought and I had to actually go to scripture to figure it out um and it was um what does the bible say about dating what does it look like to date biblically and short answer is the bible doesn't say anything about dating like there is no specifics about dating in the bible there's about marriage and about what a husband's role is and what a wife's role is um there's all of those things but there's nothing about dating and um so I was like man like So how can we take what the Bible does say? Because the Bible is, um, you know, it's unchanging. And it doesn't matter what era you're in, what time you're in. It is unchanging and its word stands true. Um, And it can always be relevant to your life. In whatever situation, even if you don't think that it is, there is something in there that it can be applicable to your life. Um, And so um, what, what does the Bible actually say then? 
Uh, well, it talks about living a righteous life. It talks about living a life where you are consistently putting your fleshly desires down and you are picking up your cross and, and, lo- and trying to live a life that looks more like Jesus. Um, that's what it talks about, um, about most of it, honestly. So it's not just about like, oh, the do's and don'ts. It's about your heart posture. It's about your heart transforming to look more like Jesus, to look more like the one who saved you from uh, your sin and condemnation. And so um, what does that look like to apply that to dating? Um, and so number one, it's really easy. Become a healthy person. <laughs> um, you know, in scripture, you see constantly the importance of throwing off our old selves and putting on the mind of Christ and putting on um, who he has created us to be, putting on the identity that we have as sons and daughters. Um, and so it looks like becoming a healthy person. It looks like, um, man, before I bring into anybody into my life and to share my life in this way, I want to look the most like Jesus that I can. I want to allow him to transform me and my life. Um, and the issues, sorry, that is a fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> sorry about that. There's like right in front of my face. I was like, that's very distracting. Um, but I want to look the most like Jesus that I can before I even think about bringing somebody else into this hot mess, you know, like I want him to transform me. Um, and that, you know, we're never going to be perfect. So that's, I'm not saying like this should stop you until you have to be perfect before you can date. That's not what I'm saying. So it's not even attainable. It's not even possible. Um, but when you're in that stage of still being single of like, man, what should you be doing? It should look like you pursuing, um, the highest calling that you can. And that is to look like Jesus, it, to be in a, a relationship with Jesus, to get to know him, to get to love him. Um, and so, yeah, doing that sets you up to pursue healthy dating. Um, the second thing is date a healthy person. <laughs> um, you know, it makes me think of this, of the scripture where it talks about being unequally yoked. Um, and whether you are the man in the relationship or the woman in the relationship, if you are unequally yoked, it's like two oxen pulling at each other. Um, and you're going to be going in opposite directions and it's going to constantly feel like a burden. It's going to feel like you're fighting, you know, in this relationship to be on the same page, to be on the same page spiritually, emotionally. Um, what are your boundaries? You know, whatever it is, um, you're constantly going to be, um, going in opposite directions, and you'll miss God's given design in what a man and a woman's relationship looks like, whether that's the man that is not, um, you know, being the leader and being the head and and trying to um, help lead that relationship towards uh, Christ, Um, the woman's going to feel that, and it's going to suck to feel like, man, I don't want to lead my man, like, he's supposed to, like, help lead me and supposed to honor me and supposed to, you know, encourage me in that way. And it's the same thing for the woman too, being a caretaker and being a, like having that servant heartedness and supporting it's if, and it's so either way it goes, um, you're going to feel like you're unequally yoked. Um, so date a healthy person, no, uh, missionary dating as it were, no savior dating, no, oh, if I, if I date this person, I'll, 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 I'll let them know who Jesus is and I will, uh, change them. Like, no, you don't change anybody. God changes somebody. And so for you to think that you could be the one to change somebody is, uh, pretty prideful, honestly, because ultimately it's the Lord that does that work. And so, um, yeah, become a healthy person and then date a healthy person. You'll save yourself a lot of trouble if you do it that way. Um, and then the last part was uh, maintaining boundaries in dating um, and uh, specifically guarding your heart. 
And a lot of time when you list the word boundary, people immediately think physical boundaries. You know, they think of like, oh, no sex before marriage. Like that's really quick um, to think of. And it's a really, you know, common thing heard in especially church culture and Christian culture um, is, oh, you know, save yourself from marriage, which that is that is biblical. That is true. That is good. That is something you want to pursue. Um, but even more than just your physical boundaries, something that's not talked about is your emotional boundaries and your spiritual boundaries. Um, and something that I wrote down that I felt like was from the Lord and that I really wanted to get across tonight in this area of biblical dating was that your level of intimacy with the person that you are in that relationship with should not outgrow the level of commitment that you're at. And so what do I mean? It means that when you are friends with somebody, there is a certain boundary that you don't cross physically, spiritually, emotionally with that person. Same with dating, same with, you know, engaged and same with, and then in marriage, obviously, that is when two become one. Um, And so too often we think of those, you know, physical boundaries and not of what emotional and spiritual boundaries um, we should have. And so, you know, a practical example of that is like, when you're dating somebody, um, you're not each other's accountability partners. You're not. You should have mentors in your life that are that. You should have friends that are of the same gender that are that for you. Um, in whatever area of um, sin or things that you're struggling with, like, that's not the place in dating to do that. Um, you know, we were even talking about it before we came here, and I asked him, like, what is, so, you know, because some people would say, like, oh, well, like, I want to be honest. Like, I want to, you know, share my story. I want to, I don't want to, like, hide anything. And it's not about uh, hiding anything. It's about guarding your heart until you are in uh, that level of commitment um, to share certain things and to let in on the window of your heart. Um, and so we were talking about, you know, what does it even look like when you're engaged? You know, like, should I not say some things until marriage? Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, we were saying that, you know, we as we were talking about it, we were thinking, you know, like really uh, the, that physical boundary comes a lot uh when you're engaged into, into getting married, you know, that's kind of a big one. You really want to hold off on that because it gets just harder as you go on. Um, but specifically when I talk about emotional and spiritual boundaries is in that dating stage of where, you know, I've seen people and if you've been probably had, had done it ourselves of where you just think like, oh man, like I just want this person to know everything that I, like every, every part of me. And those are all good intentions. But again, you can see those examples of where, you know, maybe that relationship didn't work out. And then you have all these weird spiritual soul ties to that person where you're like, oh my gosh, they know these things about me. And, um, that would, that should have been in the safety of marriage, because that's one of the beautiful parts of marriage and the commitment of marriage is that the Lord created that for su- for such a safe place for um, some of those things to come out. And so, um, yeah, so I was just wanted to really touch on uh, that part because that doesn't get talked a lot about in church culture, I think, of just um, boundaries outside of just physical boundaries and emotional and spiritual ones that should never um, outgrow the level of commitment that you're at. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say on that. Yeah. No, that's good. And we were talk when we were talking before tonight. You know, I think we we agreed that never never will you want would you want to hold something off or not tell the person you're dating or or, or engaged to something and just save it for marriage. Um, and then just you know if it's if it's big news having something like getting married and then having something big sprung on you, it was like whoa, you know after committing yourself to this person, 
not not in a way of um, you know unload it all before you get married just just in case I have one last you know option to to leave but there's um there's going to be things that before you uh, enter into commitment lifelong commitment God willing that um, you're just going to going to want to put on the table and just communicate and and share and if you're really serious and really love each other and really looking to take that step in marriage and is serious about it then those things should only strengthen relationship going into marriage you know they're not going to be like a oh no now that i know this thing kind of worried about this um once you get to that point you know that should be able to to be um build that much more of a foundation once you do get do get married but yeah and i mean and even like when i say that like that's like that's one of the beautiful parts about marriage and about two becoming one is that, you know, things, I mean, even we were even talking, like, even when we were engaged, like, I was like, when I was engaged, I was like, I feel so exposed, like, so much (laughs) just naturally comes out, and that's good. There are things that, you know, you need to talk about, and and even in, that's what premarital counseling is for, is to really dive into some of those areas and and get your guys, and get your hearts aligned with each other before entering into that commitment, Um, but that is what is also what is beautiful about marriage is that, you know, in those hard times, in those moments where I've realized, you know, um, like, family trauma and different things like that, I can communicate that to my husband where I am safe and I am loved and there's no fear of, oh my gosh, like, is he ever going to leave me? He's not. We're in the covenant of marriage. Two is one, two is in one. And so that's what I mean when, when you're, you know, still in that dating relationship of just that your level of intimacy with them, of, of where your heart is and where your body is, um, should never exceed the level of commitment um, that you guys are at. Yeah, it's good. All right. Next question. Uh, um, how can you tell that you love or like someone rather than just finding them or the idea of them attractive? Um, first thing I would do is, is I would say would just be just to be patient. If you're entering into a relationship or you're in one and you're trying to figure this question out yourself, you're kind of getting to the point where you're like, Okay, is it just being in the relationship that I'm enjoying? Is it just the idea of them, you know, being with them that I'm enjoying? Or is this something, is this something more? I think um, always time and just being patient is, is always, it's never a bad <laughs> idea. Just giving more time just to reveal a little bit more about the relationship, just to reveal maybe a, a, a couple other things about this person that, that you're enjoying getting to know them that much more, I think is always going to be a good um, idea to to start with. And then, you know, once you start getting to that point in the relationship of, you know, okay, is this, you know, the L word, is this love? <laughs> um, you know, looking at our relationship, man, we sprung the L word pretty quick. Like, uh, I mean, it was... Two months? What? Are you shocked by that? I was, <laughs> <It's like laughs> was, was going to say like three months. months. Yeah, anyways. We sprung it quick. And, you know, there's just going to be there's just gonna be a time in the relationship. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say it's, this is going to be every time. But for a lot of cases, I think there'll just be a point where you just kind of know, 
you know, they love the Lord. You know, they grow, they, they, they bring me closer to God. And I just really enjoy being around this person. And you're just going to kind of know, like, like, yeah, I, I, I feel good. Uh, when I'm in this relationship, I feel good about where it's at. And I mean, we did so much praying like early on as well. And, and still, you, there's so much just waiting and praying and asking the Lord, like, God, is this, if this is, you know, what you have for me and what you want me to enter into, then just give me peace on it. And that's, that's going to make the whole, um, she's writing me a note, the whole um, process that much easier. Makes sense? Okay. So this is a whole other question. We got we got a couple questions, and then we're going to go to some table time. I'm going to talk at our tables. Um, so hold, we got a couple different questions just regarding, like, physical boundaries, um, what happens when you mess up and pass physical boundaries, what happens, you know, when you regret something, when, you, when you've regretted um, something you've done in a relationship. And, man, what I, what I would first just say and just communicate is just God's grace and just God's heart and, and just the Father's love that he has for you uh, if you're in that spot of, first of all, there's the, the Father would not want you to feel any shame, condemnation. And I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before, but please just hear it. Like, no shame, no condemnation. Like, he loves you. There's, there is grace upon grace upon grace. And it's all because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And um, I think f- the first, just understand that. And if and this is just kind of talking to the, the spot on the other line of, man, I've, I've messed up here. I've done this. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm regretting this. And I feel shameful. Um, first, just understand that. And then... Um, just press into the Lord and just press into uh, what what he would have for you, you know. And if it's the current relationship that that happened or if you're looking at the next relationship that you want to, um, you know, do differently and, and to be more healthy in, just bring God in on it. You know, like I said, bring uh, people that you trust and look up to and that are godly and, and wise. Bring them in on it and just... Um, uh, you know, it's we we were not perfect. You know, we we had our our moments of crossing the lines that we set, and then bringing in the people that we trusted and, and saying, "Hey, you know, we crossed this line, and we don't want this to happen again." You know, we want to um, be able to care and love for each other, and bring 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 each other closer to God, and not further away from from what He has for us and the gift that remains in marriage. And, um, and so we had those moments and, uh, you know, there's, I think something that we kind of talked about multiple times throughout dating and, and all of that was we don't want to cheapen grace, you know, just, um, just by, you know, accepting grace and yeah, God loves me. And then, yeah, just cross the line again. You know, there's, there's a, uh, even though God's grace is abundant and infinite, cheapening it by um, by just repeating and 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 crossing that line again, and 
not uh, receiving and, and really acknowledging uh, what God has that's better for you is, is just going to leave you more empty and, and more insecure than if you were to um, really just press into God and, and, again, just invite those people around you. Um, I would say that anything that maybe you've done that was uh, that is and supposed to be in marriage uh, I mean I, I mean there's there's so many things that are meant strictly for husband and wife that if you mess up and and it happens before any relationship yeah it's gonna take away take away a little bit of the um, special meaning of what that thing is in marriage like it's going to um, and I don't say this out of out of out of shame or condemnation, but experiencing those things in marriage for for the first time is something that's going to be way special than entering into it and already having done it. Now, that's I'm not saying it's not going to be awesome or amazing, or you know that God's not going to bless that moment um, because He is. It's in marriage. It's it's it, we're we're meant to enjoy it and to. Um, you know, enter into that, and it, it is going to be awesome. But there's just things that are meant for marriage, and um, that we just need to be thinking about um, to make sure that you know we're 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 saving those things for that covenant, for that for that commitment. Um, but I would just, I would really, really, really just communicate God's love and 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 God's grace, and and. Whether you've messed up or not, and you're regretting and, and you're feeling that way, just let it be lifted and just know that God's going to bless anything and and anything that is meant for marriage and you enter into that. And so just know that and be, be assured because we got a couple questions regarding that. Um, you have anything to add to that? Big um. topic. Yeah, it is. Um, mostly, I mean, mostly I just want to communicate, like, if you have messed up, like, again, like, we weren't perfect. And so that isn't to say that it's okay. <laughs> it's not to cheapen the grace, but it's to communicate that you're not alone, that you're not crazy. Um, you know, God designed marriage and he designed sex, and those are actually good things. And sometimes those are, like, taboo uh, in, like, you know, Christian culture world, but those, um, God loves it. God created it. He said that it was good. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted you to know that you're not crazy. <laughs> you're not alone in that, in that struggle, whether you're single or you're dating. Um, but yeah, that's really on my heart on that. Hmm. And that's, and I should say, and that's even on uh, single purity as well. Cause sometimes you, yeah. we can talk about dating and purity, but there is singleness and purity and whether that's porn or masturbation or whatever it is, um, that God would have you, um, would have you have areas of freedom in your life in all areas, both, uh, single, both dating, both engaged and married, um, that you would continue to, um, look more like Christ to continue to gain more freedom. Um, and yeah. That's good.